So today is the last message in this five-part series where we've been looking at how we are managing. And if you've heard all the messages or maybe read them online, you've heard that the focus has been on how we are managing a variety of things. We know that everything we have belongs to God. So we thought about how we manage it all. And Paul has helped us to learn that fear is not from God. And God gives us power and love to manage our fear. We looked at how we manage the grind, knowing that God infuses even those mundane but necessary tasks with purpose and meaning. And then last week, Paul urged us to manage our faith by proclaiming the message. Proclaiming the faith can seem so abstract, so we broke down how do we do this in three steps. First, we notice where God is working in our lives already, and then we take time to write down those moments, to reflect on them, to commit them to memory and cherish them. And then we tell people about these encounters we've had with God in our lives. This series has been on management. How do we manage? Management implies that we have something and then we need to think clearly about how we are going to use it. So originally, as I looked at all of the scripture over these five weeks, and I looked at the beautiful psalm that we read today, I thought, you know what? Happy are those who dwell in the house of the Lord. As we manage and we happily follow the Lord, all this management leads to happiness and fulfillment in our lives. It was going to be a kind of we get more than we give message And certainly that is uh, very much the truth. We've all experienced that, that time where we've just connected with the Lord and we really have felt God's presence. We felt that he is seeing us through our lives and we experience that joy of the Lord. But over the past couple of weeks, God's really spoken to me about a deeper truth that I see in today's reading, in particular, the gospel. Today, we find Jesus telling us about two people who are praying in the temple, a Pharisee and a tax collector. And Jesus tells us how the Pharisee is praying out loud, essentially congratulating himself for all the good things he's done in comparison to those thieves, rogues, adulterers, and even this tax collector over here. We hear in the passage that the tax collector the Pharisee is referring to is actually standing in the temple alongside him. So essentially, the Pharisee is praying out loud, thank you, God, that I'm not like that guy over there, because compared to him, I do all of the right things. And then we hear that the tax collector is standing at the back of the temple He won't even look up 
He's beating his breast and saying, God, be merciful to me. I am a sinner. And then Jesus tells us not to exalt ourselves, but instead to humble ourselves. Because those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. I think sometimes it's kind of hard to relate to some pieces of scripture, right? None of us would imagine standing up in church and praying out loud, let alone praying out loud about how much better we are than the person who's sitting behind us. It's kind of hard to relate to this image, this scene. And then when you think about what the Pharisee is bragging about in his prayers, He's fasting, he's given 10% of all that he has. That's pretty high bar. And we know that a lot of us are not at that place. It's not commonplace right now. But I can tell you that actually during this time, praying out loud was very commonplace. And tithing and fasting, also very commonplace. So then I wonder, what would this look like today? Today, I think that we all pray internally. We have this internal dialogue with God. And though we don't want to admit that we compare ourselves, I think many of us have had those moments where we find ourselves comparing ourselves to others. I would bet that the Pharisees' prayer today would be an internal dialogue, and it would sound something more like this. Thank you, God, that I'm not like those people sitting next to me. I saved for retirement. Thank you, God, that my kids are not quite that crazy. I was able to bring up kids who were calm and able to sit still. We all have these thoughts from time to time, right, where we compare ourselves to others, and maybe even in our prayers, we thank God that we are not quite so bad off as those people. And Jesus says, don't exalt yourself. He's very clear. Do not compare yourself to others and congratulate yourself for doing Actually, in the end, what's expected of you? And why? Why was this so important for Jesus to tell us, don't spend your prayer time comparing yourself to others, particularly if you're doing those things that are expected of you? Why was this so important? Because, I take it, when we spend our prayer time thanking God, For how well we have done, how well we are managing in comparison to others, we've missed three very important pieces of prayer time. First, when we compare ourselves to others and exalt ourselves over others, I believe that we lose our heart for others in our prayer time. It's not, thank you, God, that my kids aren't that crazy. It's, God, show me how to be helpful to this dad whose kids just exploded cereal all over the grocery aisle. Help me to help him in a non-judgmental way. 
Help me to extend your love for him. And so I think we miss when we compare ourselves to others and exalt ourselves. We miss that heart, that love, that chance to give to another. And second, when we compare and exalt ourselves, I think we have a tendency to forget that we too are sinners. It's not, thank you, God, that I did a good job saving while those folks over there, I don't know how they spent their money. It's Jesus, I'm sorry, I I did save my money well, but I also spent too much money and time on some unnecessary things. When we compare ourselves to others and thank God for how great we are, though, I think the most critical thing that we miss in our prayer time with God is that God is the one who's in charge of our lives. God is the manager, not us. So it's not, thank you, God, that I make it to church every Sunday, unlike the rest of my friends and family. It's thank you, God, that you woke me up this morning, that you, God, got me here today. And Lord, help my family to know you. Paul says in his letter to the Philippians, I can do all things, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And then in his letter to the Corinthians, he talks about how he does work hard, how he does manage his life, his faith, his emotions, all that he has. He says, I worked harder than all the other disciples, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. How do we manage it all? We don't, actually. We're not the manager. God is. And then you might think, well, wait, aren't those two things at odds? How can God be the manager of my life and then I'm also the manager of my life? Isn't it one or the other of us? But I think the message is, as we've been talking about over this series, yes, indeed, manage all that you have, all that belongs to God, manage it well. Manage your emotions well. Proclaim your faith. Manage your faith. But remember that it's not all up to you. Remember that God is actually in charge and that all of your hard work and managing and striving, all of that is actually a result of God's grace in your life, working in and through all that you do. Because God, our creator, brought all things into being. All good is a result of God's handiwork, even the work that we do, even our good deeds. And when you think about this this way, I think it's pretty absurd to ever compare ourselves to other people. If our good deeds are actually a result of God working in and through us, the grace of God to be able to do the work that is put before us. How dare we compare ourselves to others? So Jesus says, do not exalt yourself. Humble yourself. So when you find yourself comparing yourself to others, exalting yourself over others, 
and thinking about how much better you are than other people, ask God to help you have a heart for all those around you. Ask God to help turn your gaze toward them with an eye of loving them rather than using them as a sort of stepping stool to push off of and elevate ourselves. Remind yourself also, we are all sinners. We all are. We all fall short of the glory of God. It's not to dwell in sin. Honestly, apologize to God. And maybe someone else that you've offended. Know that we all are sinners. But above all, if you find yourself comparing yourself to others, exalting all of the great ways that you manage life, remember that, in fact, you're not the manager. God is. All the good, all the management, all the work you've done, Jesus, all the while, has been working in and through you. So let us stand and pray together. Almighty and everlasting Father, we thank you for all that you have given us to manage. We know that it all belongs to you. We know that you help us to manage all of those emotions that you encourage us to proclaim our faith. Lord, above all, help us to remember that you are the true manager of our lives. Help us to lean on you and to seek you in all that we do, to love others, to apologize when we need to, and to dedicate our lives to you. We pray all this and so much more through your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.